we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 150 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. And as per, because Ned doesn't like to go first, Bruce, how are you? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Glad to hear it. And Ned, with us today, new hardware and all. How are you, Ned? Oh, I'm fine. I was, hopefully I'm coming across nice and cheerful, loud and clear and whatever crisp. else. Yes, crisp. Yeah. We're crisp. Very crisp. Yeah. Crisper. Uh-huh. CRISPR. After <laughs> okay. my own genetic genetic therapy on my microphone. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what you did there. Is that a Bill Gates microphone? Uh-huh. It'd be dead. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be smashing it to bits out in the backyard, yeah. Anyway. Gouging it. Gouging his eyes out by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't make it to the uh, to the meeting in uh, in Davos this year. You saw the you know the sad news that he he didn't make it. You know, I would really like to be at the hospital when somebody said DOE. He didn't quite make it. That would make my day. I understand. I understand. You know who else didn't make it this year? The there's Prime handfuls Minister. of them, aren't there? Well, yeah, there's, there's handfuls of them. But more specifically, more to the point, we should lead with this because I, I said yesterday it was my fault. I said I was actually going to play it yesterday and I didn't play it. So I'm going to lead with it today. The Prime Minister of New Zealand has resigned. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern. She's she's out. She says that, um, well, she, she just doesn't have any more left in the tank. Here's what she said. And so today I'm announcing that I will not be seeking re-election. And that my term as Prime Minister will conclude no later than the 7th of February. It's very sad. It's very sad. He's nearly enough crying. You know why? Because somebody somewhere has gone, time to go. Now we've got to see yeah. who steps up. Uh-huh. That's true. I have, a, uh, I have a collage here that I'd like you to take a look at. This is her over the course of 10 years. She looks like she's been vaccinated. She looks times. like she's had more than a few vaccines. <laughs> and boosted. Oh, my God. It, it, it looks reminiscent of someone that was once a omnivore, then went vegan. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, I have a family member that is a pescatarian and had a similar transition like this. This is, um, this is quite a, uh, a fall in a 10-year time period. And I have to say, she's younger than I am. And you see what the kind of stuff that this that she's been doing over the last few years, you see how just, much that takes a toll on you. You actually reminded me of something a wise man said in a film to a hobbit when they were speaking about Golem 
you shouldn't hate them. You should pity them. Because she just reminded me of, I'm, I'm. Yeah, that's kind of what she looks like. That's is, what power is does that. to just, you oh if it's goodness. used wrongly. My that's her karma catching up with her, that is. Yeah, but in the, in the case of Gollum, uh, to be fair, the, the Hobbit before was a little bit different. He wasn't necessarily evil or what have you. He gave in to the greed and whatnot. People that were pushing the jab and are still pushing the jab and were doing the kind of things that she was doing... I don't, I don't know. I, pity is something that's difficult for me in those kind of, um, for those types of people. I didn't say she shouldn't be hung, drawn and quartered. I fair. just said you that's fair. should pity them. You should just pity them for the individual they've become. That's fair. Yeah, because they had a choice to either be ethically, morally, spiritually correct or not. And she is a product of what she's done and where she's put herself. And she does not look happy or healthy. Yeah. So no, she doesn't. Compassion has to shine through at that level. Whether justice takes its toll, well, that's another thing. Yeah, there is accountability. Maybe, maybe she needs to take lessons from the uh, uh, Finnish prime minister. Well, you mean just continue to drink and party and and go on about how yeah. uh, Ukraine is, hey. uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever she said. I actually, I have that clip somewhere. I have to <clears> dig it out. But um, well, and uh, she's on the board of. I take it. Um, we should just continue this war forever sort of crap. More or less, yeah. And I showed you mm. in prep the uh, the Ukrainian breakfast yesterday where you had Fareed Zakaria from CNN, Mark Rota from uh, the Netherlands. You had Carista Freeland. Freeloaded Johnson. And you, then you had Boris Johnson, yeah. Bless it. Bless it. Freeland, glad he was there. Um, Free breakfast. Yeah. Freeland, I've got a clip of Freeland here at that breakfast yesterday. And we need to realize... There's a lot we can learn from what Ukraine is doing right now. Uh, and that is ultimately the reason that I think we should have a lot of confidence. I think Ukraine is teaching all of us, again, the true strength of democracy. Something that in good times, it's easy to not think about that much, Fareed. And I think what we see in Ukraine is people who are free, people who understand what they're fighting for, and I think very critically, people who have social solidarity. You know, it is so important that President Zelensky is there, that you have millionaires, multimillionaires, and their sons and daughters in Ukraine and on the front line. This is a fight of the whole country. And we disseminate what she just said by all means go because basically because basically she said i'm glad zelensky's there well she's probably hoping that he gets a bullet in his head before it all ends you mean like but most when of the cabinet when she's talking about ago. the people are standing up and fighting and everything that is every man and his dog there's more of other people in there than there are ukrainians on the front lines and whatever so it's so she's saying all this waffling about and we can learn a lot from it learn what and the truth is she said and it shows the strength of democracy yeah what a shambles it is what democracy actually stands for and how it can ruin something out of stupid ideals and what does democracy stand for in ukraine how you can be so uncaring about anybody because they don't care for anybody there yeah, I'd say it's a shining. I'd say, yes, dear, it is. It's a shining pinnacle of democracy. It actually shows you who and what you really are. Yeah, 
I'll agree with her on that aspect. You know, what we discussed yesterday, or well, depending on when you listen to us, uh, Friday, uh, because this will be out on Monday. But depending on, on how you look at this, I look for them to expand what's going on over there. And you would brought that up uh, before, Ned. You said, you know what? They've got their war now because that's always their fallback. That's always how they can hide their guilt of what's about to happen at home. Right. Whenever we have domestic problems, what do we do? We always gin up a conflict and, and mess with foreign affairs somehow. We always do that. And they've got their little war going on. And as you said, you've got more uh, mercenaries, I, I guess, mercenaries from, from both sides. Um, that are, well, that are Yeah, mercenaries, just a person that gets paid to do a conflict. Yeah. So yeah. basically, and, yeah. And you've, yeah, and, and that's that's exactly what you've got. Uh, you've got uh, Russian contractors. You've got, and they're they're recruiting everybody from uh, hell, the Middle East, and and everyone throughout uh, Southeast Asia to go in there and fight. Here, they're doing the same thing. You know, the the, con- the private contractors they're in there, and I mean, we've they're not publicly saying it publicly, but we know that we've already got people on the ground in there. Of course, we do. We do. We, I mean, what Biden let the cat out of the bag last year in Poland. You remember? He said, "Oh well, you'll you'll see when you get there." They already knew. That this was that this is what they were going to do, and in the meantime, you've got these these idiots down there where she was just sitting in Switzerland. That like people people are making fun of them on their world stage in the online world. They're getting their teeth kicked in. By by the way, um, I I don't know if you know this, but Ned Bill Gates he has permanently disabled all the comments on his Twitter feed, so now no one can can comment on any of the good work that he does. So you see you see my point is every time they put out something, every time that they show people who they are, they get laughed at, they get made fun of, they get mocked. And that's what's happened here. Oh, I showed you today. I showed you today. No, no, he won't. Of course not. No, no. I showed you what happened today down at the World Economic Forum. You've got some bizarre singing stuff going on on a stage or something. Like this, this is, this is who's supposed to come up with the, yeah, it's like, this is supposed to be the, the group of informed and enlightened people that know better than we do. And, and they're going to somehow create this utopia. You got singing morons on a stage down there in one stance. And then in the other stance, you've got Al Gore of all people screaming like a hysteric child that's had too much sugar about uh, impending uh, climate doom. And then you've got Klaus Schwab saying, how do we be the masters of the universe? Exactly that. Like he's some kind of a a pound shop Bond villain or something. Like this, can this you imagine is, it? Can you, ma- can you imagine it? If if they all have their own meta VR, who their avatars would be and how they would. Oh my god! Up. Did you hear? Did you hear Klaus this week when he says, oh, "I I got my avatar and I took I took to it very well. I, it was it was quite interesting." Yeah, I can imagine. And I was I was, ask, I was asking you, Bruce. I said, "Can you imagine how you'd feel if you're in the, the VR world and you see a little avatar Klaus Schwab walking up to you?" It's, it's probably something close to uh, a skeletal wearing a lot of lingerie or something. <laughs> uh, actually I, I'm I, I seen his avatar it's a um it's a furry in an SS uniform oh my god it, it would not surprise me it, it would not surprise me and then uh, I, I played this yesterday but it's only a couple of seconds here I played this yesterday then you've got this 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 creature from the UK former Prime Minister Tony Blair who belongs in Belmarsh prison I'll say it again and I will continue to say that along with George Bush talks about how we're going to have more jabs. And we'll go down the, the jab route. We'll go down the, the COVID route because I know you got some research you want to go over. And, and we've got something on our end, too, uh, that we were just kind of brainstorming back and forth on the phone today. Uh, so we can uh, we can go down that road. But I want you to hear what Tony Blair says. This uh, again, this is current. This is just two days ago. 
He's on the stage telling us that, well, look, we're going to have we're going to have more vaccines down the road. We're going to have multiple vaccines down the road. And, and you're going to need the digital infrastructure to be able to manage these. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple There'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for, for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for uh, a pandemic or for, um, for, for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. And do you know why? What you said the other day fits totally into that. And in some respects, they must be getting slightly scared. That's why they want their pilots and their staff in their aircraft to be unvaccinated. Now they're starting to understand that unvaccinated blood is good. Yep. And they're going to want that for who? Of course, for themselves mm. and their services. Mm. Guess what? Nah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. You know, they can't have that. Do tell. I, I tell you what, it's, it's just, it's it, it's just, that is broadcasting that basically we've got to get the writ of everything. He's, he's self-serving. He came out of that because he's totally self-serving like the rest of them, and that's what he proved by that statement alone. Just because it's current that they're realising that being vaccinated is a problem. And he's just broadcast it, and that's disseminating what he says. They do tell the truth to some respect, but they, that has turned into quite a, a comic show this year. It, it really is. Uh, apart from who isn't there and who is, and... That screaming banshee on the stage. I'm sorry if I if I actually paid club fees in the most expensive club in the world, I would not have that on stage. I'd expect to be going into sort of a a, a little club off the corner street and paying to get in and getting free jack of potato and beans while I listen to somebody as well for two quid <laughs> or something. That was that was. Very aggravating, actually, on, on any level. I mean, I like jazz. I like soul. That person was somewhere in the wrong space. You know what I mean? It just, just doesn't, didn't, did not sound right. And I, it just, it's like somebody totally mistuned a harp or something. It just decided they were going to pull the strings. And it was just, mm. or for Johnny, it sounded like a cat with its ass sewn up, to tell you the truth. Other than that. There was a, actually a fun one from a movie years ago phrase. Uh, it sounded like a coyote in a trash compactor. Yeah, definitely. I had a couple of things I wanted to speak about, and I really don't want to go into i got some stuff from them. Um, well, yeah, the UK, there's a couple of things people have been annoying in the UK. Talking about Twitter, since you mentioned Twitter, I did mm -hmm. actually look at someone's Twitter feed the other day, and it was like um, <clears throat> one of the uh, former directors of the End of Life Care um from the nhs um left the nhs during covid and he put up there and he actually decided to pull up there why because back before covid he'd been in end of life care that is like obviously someone dies you've got death certificate but you've also got to think about um the dead and the people that are associated with them in the hospital it's quite a bureaucratic thing but there's also a lot of compassion and stuff like that that goes with it yeah it's quite a big thing when somebody dies and it has been for quite a while and back in 2016 the uk government piloted uh proposed and piloted a change in the process of how deaths were to be certified across the hospitals in the uk and they piloted this scheme 
and it was called basically they proposed to switch to medical uh, uh, to a medical examiner uh, a system yeah the document which I chased down was called reforming death certification introducing scrutiny by medical examiners lovely title <sighs> boring read but it was actually piloted in 2016 so along comes covid and we know that it was out there in Europe in 2019, now in the summer and autumn or whatever. Yeah. The vaccine wasn't going to happen. But before that, they needed to scare the people. And we know that they used or we proposed at the time that why are there so many deaths from COVID being said from everywhere? Yeah. Not this can't all be COVID because we know it's it's not. But you've then got to chase down the truth. Well, this guy used to be... Um, uh, a former NHS director. And so he's seen this trial and then COVID comes along and he's in a hospital. And the thing is, when he sees this trial, he says, well, if they introduce this medical examinate system where one person comes to a hospital and then takes over certification, that gets rid of the people that do the end of life care. So I might be out of a job. So when COVID happens, then he gets told this is going to get implemented. So he realises he's going to probably be out of a job. So he moves stage less and goes further into the medical side in, in the hospital. But what this means is, right, this virus has come along. People are suffering just bad flu symptoms. But they need to exacerbate the situation into from a non-lethal situation to people seeing it as a lethal situation. So initially you got hospitals just reporting deaths as they are. But now one person comes into the hospital and is called the medical examiner and they take over, taking the responsibility away from the hospital. So now all pneumonia deaths, it starts with pneumonia deaths, are said to be COVID. And then they even go further down this nightmare because basically people are dying from all various sorts of stuff. So once this person gets implemented by the government, they suddenly, suddenly common conditions including old age, myocardial infections, end-stage kidney failures, hemorrhages, strokes, cancers, COPD, which is uh, chronic um, obstructive pulmonary disease, and this goes on, it's et cetera, et cetera. Everything, every death gets said it's COVID. As soon as they do a PCR test, instead of, and we know there was false positives and everything like that, as soon as they get a positive, that goes on the document, and that's it, it's COVID. You will die from COVID. No matter what you die from, you're classified as a COVID death. And this is what was trialed and set up years previously, which is a bit naughty, isn't it? So he's initially in the end of life care, then he moves across, yeah? And makes you wonder, well, okay, it's taking him up to now to actually blow the whistle on it. But there was a specific reason he actually left the NHS for a personal reason. And it was because... He's obviously moved into the medical side and he's in a hospital. And in comes a gentleman that's got um, end-stage kidney failure. And there's no dialysis in his hospital. They give him a PCR test. He's positive. That then starts to cause a problem. Because he's positive. And, so, and, he, and, he, uh, and he does say we should test him a day later or whatever. And if he gets a negative. But once he's positive, he's positive. So they start ringing around the other UK hospitals, with a dialysis, which, which can do dialysis, yeah? And they get in touch with them. And they say no. And they say, well, he's going to die if you don't take him. He needs dialysis. And because of his COVID condition, they say no transfer. And what happens? The guy dies. 
because he can't have dialysis because of the implemented situation. And that was the end of it for him. The tweet was amazing. I look, I, I mean, I looked at the information that I, because I, uh, and I saw the document. I had a look at the document. Then I went back. I don't do Twitter, but you can cross-reference and go to it and find out who a person is, and then you can chase them down. And I looked into it, and I went, Jesus. And I can under And this guy just left the NHS because of that. That is a horrible situation. He said several things. I mean, he, he was amongst other doctors, and doctors were saying, well, I'm not taking the vaccine until I know it's safe, but they're administering it to ordinary people. So the, the whole system is horrid, you know? And that simple thing called a medical examiner system where one person comes into each hospital and takes over certification of all the death, and then you look into that and... The government was actually giving hospitals incentives of money for every COVID death reported. I mean, how, how bad can it get? We knew we were going to find these horrible things after the horses bolted. But that's another one. But you've got to dig these up. I mean, it's just... We knew the research papers in the in the start. And, and you know what? Honestly... I just me personally. Right. I, and I know that the, the rest of you can probably relate to this and maybe the listeners can or, or can't. I, I don't know. But my thought process when it all started was when this gets to a point where they're going to start pushing jabs. This is long before that was even you know, before there was even talk of that. And and the mRNA thing, that didn't come until later because then they started to say, well, you know, we're working on a new thing here. And yeah, right. So that's when we started to figure out um, that's not new. You've known about that for many years. But nonetheless, the mere fact that you had all of that hype and, and all of that scaring and, and fear mongering to push you into it, that alone right there was enough of a red flag for me to say, hell no. Whatever you're pushing, hell no. Just the, yeah. the amount of fear that surrounded it. It's salesmanship. Yeah, that, that was enough for me to say, uh-uh. Hmm. But uh, it, it's it, it's just, it, it hurts to dig it up. I mean, hands up to him, he left. But the cost is high. How many people remained and continued it? That's the problem. Yeah. Do you know one of the most ironic things in schools nowadays? In, you have to be more specific because what they're so, teaching these second, kids. No, secondary schools, yeah. The thing is, I, I've got a, a child that's going through GCSE mocks and going to be taking GCSEs, yeah? yeah? Now, you take all these subjects, whether they're English, English literature, we don't do American, chemistry, biology, physics... Uh, geography, woodwork, all the rest of them, yeah? But they start off when they go to secondary with society and ethics classes. But there's no exam in society and ethics. You'd think that that's the one you want an exam in. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the time they get to year 11, that's like a spare slot. You can still go to the classes, but there's no exam. But the irony of the world we're living in, I get it. It actually fits in totally. There is no society and ethics exam. The irony of that hit me this year, you know, because I didn't realize that. So they, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous, but it does fit the picture. Ethics. I, I'm glad you brought up ethics. Let's talk about ethics for a minute. And more to the point, let's talk about MP Andrew Brignan for just a moment. Ethics. That's oh, yeah. all he was. Well, he was suspended because, well, he, you see, he crossed the line. He crossed an ethical line in Parliament, you see. <laughs> He, line. Yeah, yeah he, he, cra he crossed the line, uh, actually presenting data and information in there that was relevant to what we're seeing in the fallout of this 
horrible nightmare that we're all living through. And the decisions, well, that a lot of people made um, under duress, I would argue, without their knowledge. He was interviewed by the BBC. And I just so happen to have a little snippet of that. We can play that here uh, for just a second. And they did let him speak. But you could see, as you were pointing out, uh, well, you haven't heard this yet, but as you were saying that they did it as an intentional piece to try and discredit him uh, and make it even make it even worse. But this is what he had to say. No, I removed it because some people claim they found it offensive. Um, I completely refute any allegations of anti-Semitism. And it was ludicrous when you think that the actual person I was quoting via a top cardiologist actually was um, an Israeli a doctor of criminology and sociology at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. But the evidence you speak of, it's been fact-checked and proven to not be accurate. Your arguments have been debunked by scientists. They've been debunked by the Department for Health. Are you saying? Are you well, saying? Let's have the debate in partners. Let's have the debate. Let's have. Let's have the debate. Let me bring my experts and let Hancock bring. Witty and Valance, and, and let's have that debate. They won't have it. Rather than debate it in public and rather than put out loads of tweets, why don't you take yourself off and speak to the experts at the Department for Health and let them tell you what they think one-to-one so you can understand where you may have gone wrong because they are saying you are wrong. <laughs> Well, I'm not wrong when I look at the public. I've been approached by hundreds of people. I've had thousands and thousands of emails uh, of support from the UK and, and around the world. And I've been put in contact with lots of doctor groups um, who are aware of the harms that the vaccine are causing. What do you think your constituents think of all this? Now they've elected a Conservative MP and you've been kicked out of the Parliamentary Party. Well, let's see what the Parliamentary Party do. If it's about talking about vaccine harms, there's very little I can do about it. It is a real issue and it's, it's growing. Awareness is growing of this issue. It's tremendously important. In fact, I can't think of anything more important. You seem to be sacrificing your political career to do this. If that's what it takes, that's, it doesn't matter about my political career. There's something seriously going wrong in this country. And quite honestly, Tony, it's been going wrong for several years and it's got to stop. Perhaps, Ned, you should do what the uh, presenter there suggested. Perhaps you should meet with the public health officials one-on-one -on -one, and they can tell you where you've gone wrong. <laughs> re-educate me. You got it. Well, that's what they're saying. We'll re-educate you and tell you yeah. how to speak. Talk Don't you care about term. your political career? Don't you care about that? Don't no. You? Good man. Good man. Yeah. yeah. 100%. He is right. Put it in the public. How can a bloke at the BBC say... Let's not debate this in public. I mean, that itself is damning. One of the most outspoken people out there, which is being asked to be re-educated, is, um, what is it? It was, it's to do with Canada. It's a Canadian. Jordan Peterson? Jordan I've Peterson? heard that. Yeah, I've heard the name thrown around quite he's, a bit. He, recently, he's yeah. he's well-read. He knows his stuff. And he's a very intelligent person. And his... Um, peers his betters in canada because he's a psychologist practicing psychologist i told him that he's got to come back to canada to be re-educated he's got to take a course on how to speak on youtube etc etc and that because he's saying it all wrong and if they don't they're going to strip him of whatever and do you know what his answer was he says well there's only two answers to this either all you liars resign or you strip me of 
my psychology whatever status so uh, and he said whatever happens this will be done publicly and i think yeah well on you sir because well, i mean he, he's he, but the thing is he's he's capable he's, he's able to do this because he's got his own money and he's on a platform which he can do it whereas a lot of people in the world cannot so i i fully he, there's actually other people within that practice that he actually knows and has talked to and they say, well, we're not ready to stand up and talk. I mean, personally, that rile me, tell you the truth. But it's all about your monetary standing. And that is what is stopping loads of people from speaking up. And I'm sorry, it shouldn't stop you. Because this is what's brought everybody here. It is money is a tool. The misuse of money has brought us to this stage as it is. And chasing it, what the people don't understand, if you don't, stand up take a hit or whatever this is going to steamroll over you it's going to steamroll over everybody whether and if you think like martin said about some of the people he knows well it's not affecting me yet it is it affected you and now we know for a fact everything seems to go back to the mid-teens the 2015s the 2016s things were well organized and laws and papers were were rewritten and I mean, they're, they're even still rewriting it. I think was it in? Oh man, didn't your um, house do something? Your Congress passed something in December, didn't they? Well, whenever you say that now, I get all shaky because I, I the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh God, what they do now? Right, <laughs> just you know, like in the early days when we had your FDA or what's the FTC? Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission, and they were going round and saying to these doctors who practice natural medicine, you can't say that, and we're going to disband you or take you down and everything. Uh -huh. Yeah. Was it the, the well, FTC or the FDA did that? Uh, well, I think they both did. Uh, okay. I, I don't, the Federal Trade Commission, they deal primarily in like markets and, and stock trades and, and things like yeah, that. Well, that. Yeah. Well, but if, if there's a company, right, go with this, right? There's a chap called Eric Anthony Nepute. That's N-E-P-U-T-E, -E, yeah? Now, the federal government is suing him, apparently. In the early days, he came out with, guess what? Take your vitamin D, take your zinc supplements. Oh, no, you know, we can't have that. Oh, no, no, no. You know, stuff that. like that. Okay, he even mentioned intravenous vitamin C or whatever, but he was very vocal and he continued it, yeah? All right. And he continued practicing and carrying on and whatever. Now, in December, Congress passed the COVID-19 Consumer Protection Act. Right. The new law prohibits deceptive acts or practices related to the cure, diagnosis, mitigation, treatment or prevention of COVID-19. And under that act, your um, Department of Justice and the FTC are going after this guy. I don't know how much they're suing him for, but somebody said it was a very large amount, a stupid, really crazy number. But this act is ridiculous. The, 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 what is the point of that? And it's just been done in December. The COVID-19 Consumers Protection Act. That's another one for helping the farm, big farmer out, obviously. 
Of course. Of course it is. You know, I, I just so happened, I was, I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking for this the other day and I just so happened to turn around and it was right behind me. You know how those things you just kind of, you, you think, where in the hell did I put that? And it's literally right next to you with an art. Yeah, well, that's paper everywhere. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I got all kinds of like notes and I got books open with bookmarks, all kinds of stuff around here because I have to pull for reference all the time. But I found this. Uh, this was a paper that was written back in, uh, when is this? October. It was published October 14th of 2021. Okay. This was published by three independent researchers at three different medical colleges in Germany. Okay. Three different researchers. Okay. One researcher was from Heidelberg. That's their top medical school here. One was from uh, Tübingen. And another one was from the University of Applied Science at Erfurt. And the title of this paper is the following. COVID-19 mortality risk correlates inversely with vitamin D3 status and a mortality rate close to zero could theoretically be achieved at a 50 nanogram per milliliter of D3 in your blood. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, he, he wasn't spouting a lot of rubbish. It's no. just that no. he was told to shut up or be taken down or you're breaking the law. Now, this is how it works, isn't it? They make the laws. They put in these laws. They back it up with whatever mandate they want, and they just continue steamrolling it. Personally, I don't get why you should create an act like that in December. The things just get sniffed through. I'd hate to read that 4,000-page thing. That Is that how long it was? No, I, that new one they bought out. You know, that, well, they um, present so many 4,000 page bills now, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> but the thing is, what gets me about this, they're still pushing this COVID stuff. And you, you remember me mentioning um, a pathologist called Ryan Cole? Dr. Ryan Cole, yes. Yeah. Well, he actually got a bit more vocal the other day because he actually spoke openly and he's starting to meet people and be more out there. And the thing is, because he doesn't understand, and this is what he, he was right to put forward, it has the, the vaccine, right, is more dangerous than the virus. So he's looked at the virus quite a lot, and he's looked at the vaccine. And he says, well, the vaccine is, uh, it's got pro-clotting abilities, it's got inflammatory abilities. He says the spike from the Omicron does not. So why are they still pushing this vaccine when it's against an extinct virus as such, because Omicron has changed, because it's changed through Omicron and everything, because viruses do change. So why are they still pushing this harmful vaccine? Well, I think we can only surmise that there's one answer for that, but uh, Bruce, go ahead. So I, I looked into uh, the COVID-19 Consumer Protection Act. Um, that was proposed in 2020, April of 2020. Apparently it was finalized, it was proposed, uh, it's been finalized in December. December. Yeah. Excuse me, December of 2020. My apologies. We only found out about it. it we, we didn't even call it COVID-19 in December of 2020. No, we, oh, no, 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 we, no, 2019. We it, I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking 2019. 2019. Sorry, yeah. we lost a year. My, my uh, but the, the action, so you can see what actions were taken on bills on the government website, you know, wh yeah. wh where it's gone, what it's done. There's only one action listed. It was introduced. It was never passed. It was never well, voted apparently, on. Apparently, there, the there's FTC, nothing here about the, it being passed. Your Department of Justice and the FTC are going after somebody under this act. Yeah, Our, the FTC.gov website says they're challenging uh, under the Consumer Protection Act. Yeah. That act was never passed into law. 
It was never voted on. Their folk are saying that never been it there. exists. They're yeah, using it that, but you you can see it, can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not refuting that this is what the FTC is doing or that the act exists. What I'm saying is, is it never passed law? It, well, they're saying it law. did, and they're using it. So, what is it? Does it or doesn't it exist by law? Because whoever they're going up against needs to know whether it is or it isn't. And with that said, um, this is a very easy. Honestly, this case, uh, the FTC. If this dude has good lawyers, whoever this, oh, you should uh, be able to kick him through the door. But they they're making be. a big thing about this. They're making a big thing about this, and I don't get why. Because it's out there. It's like they're either push do, doing it to make it law or not. I don't know. It's really strange, isn't it? Yeah. Interesting here. Um, this this COVID resist is the product. Now, uh, this is the stuff in that's on the label. This is what's in it. Vitamin C, vitamin yeah. D3, vitamin K2, zinc, and quercetin dihydrate. Yeah. Quercetin so is that, the, that's the envelope that's allows to, to put across the cell the barrier. Yeah. Cell. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so basically, it's all natural products in there. Uh, all the defendant has to do is take the emails that were uh, made public um, by a FOIA request for Dr. Anthony Fauci between he, he and his staff and go, look, the top uh, NIH uh, AID official, this is the exact thing that they were saying to do is this. And you're telling me that this isn't so there, there's so many the discovery process for this. They could blow the entire COVID thing wide open with this case if they have good lawyers. This this could be a huge case that will totally backfire on the FTC in the entire. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to raise raise the point because it annoyed the hell out of me. It annoys the hell out of me because I can't find where this is actual law. I know, I, but the F FTC yeah. was saying they're going after somebody because of this law. Yeah. So there you go, Bruce. Nice to annoy you, but hey. <laughs> um, yeah. Where uh, was I? I can't remember. Yeah. So basically. This is an extinct virus. This vaccine is proposed against an extinct virus, really, because it has changed so much. And that's from a pathologist, and uh, it, it, it's and he really goes into telling the destructive side of it. People need to listen to pathologists. He is able to do it because he's got his own um, labs and everything. Yeah. But some of these people that are starting to stand up are independents, and it's really, really good. And they do know their science. And when governments say, even the BBC, listen to the scientists or whatever, they're not real. I mean, when they say the head of the health department, uh, my answer to that would be, which night or day are you talking about? Which person that has been awarded this or whatever to actually push this agenda? That's what they uh, do. It's so annoying. That's what they oh. do. They just they just come out with like this blanket description of uh, of a one particular group. They say, oh, well, the scientists or or the the health officials well, or or whatever, and they like, they never actually like you, say anything. You've got Fauci, yeah, and you mentioned Fauci, didn't oh, you, God. Bruce? You could just use whatever. But <laughs> that, what do you remember? Martin saying something on air. Was it yesterday? Um, I, I, I spoke to him and Which I said... Which swear word was that that we had to bleep out? <laughs> no, I, I, I said to him, and I think that's why he mentioned I was going to say something, and that you just triggered it by saying Fauci. It's just, Fauci was in the NIH, yeah? Okay? He was in the NIH. Yeah, he's, he's the head of the NIH AID. Yeah, okay, right. Well, he was. So, he's not anymore. So he's, there's, he's a, just, there's an office. He's a simp hold on, he's a simple civilian now. That's all he is. Oh, he's a bloody hero, twat. That's right. Wait but till his book comes out. The, 
there's an office in the NIH called bioethics. The head person in that bioethics office, which you would think would be, if anybody, bioethics would be to hold him to account and keep him on the straight and narrow, yeah? You would think so, yes. Uh, well, well, do you know who it is? No, but I have a feeling that you're going to tell me. Uh, a, a lady called Christine Grady. Don't know who Christine Grady is. She's been Fauci's spouse since 1985. Spouse? That's his wife? <laughs> okay. Now, I knew that his wife worked at the NIH. That I know. I never knew her name, though. Bioethics. No, because it gets confusing because sometimes she presents herself as Chrissy Grady. But then if you look up Christine Grady and you look up information on Fauci, there she is. Uh-huh. Christine Grady. So bioethics, the person that's probably supposed to hold people to task, is the spouse. So it's all a bit of nepotism, isn't it? Just a little bit. And it's not it's not possible that she would be benefiting from those kickbacks that her husband is taking from Big Pharma. I don't know. I wouldn't like to say that. Uh, just for the clarification of the listener, HR 133, that is the bill that is 2,124 pages long in this PDF file that passed and is law. It is one of the titles in there covers COVID-19 consumer protection. And when did it get passed? 2021. There you go. Uh, also, I want to point out that it was the uh, senator uh, for Mississippi. Uh, I had his name here. Um, he's the one that proposed the bill. Seriously? Yep. Isn't that he's where a this chap is? That's getting chased down in Mississippi, is it? Roger Wicker. He's the guy that proposed the bill. Sounds a bit sus to me, you know what I mean? But yeah, well, it's like, yeah, there are people stand out. I mean, Fauci is still spouting. Our Chris Whitty is still spouting. Now he did something the other day, yeah, and he said, basically, there's been a lot, of, you know, we had a lot of excess deaths last year. It was 21,841 additional deaths, which mentioned cardiovascular disease on their death certificate, yeah? So it's quite an increase. It's quite a percentage increase. And basically, Chris Whitty went, well, this is due to a lack of statins and blood pressure pills. What yeah, a lying toad. Yeah, yeah I heard that. But, and he, yeah. but he's a lying toad. I because know. if you research and you look up the amount of prescriptions, they were steady before, during, and now. The same amount of prescriptions are being drawn on statins and blood pressure pills. So, no. It's not due to lack of them. People are still getting them that have been prescribed them. But the thing about it is, I hate statins. I think they're a over-prescribed waste of pharmaceutical crap. They don't actually. They were the, the, the they had that big hype about cholesterol. Yeah, keeping your cholesterol down and that. And if I remember rightly, overdoing it with statins reduces your cholesterol down to a dangerous level. Yeah, and people that, were actually suffering from that at one stage. Well, yeah, but then that means that they've got something else for you to fix that problem. <laughs> just do up it. <laughs> well, just remember, I mean, if you look at it from the American side of things, I mean, why why is it that we have the system that we have in America? Because you're not a patient, you're a customer. <laughs> well, the thing is, there's been trials done on statins, yeah? And they don't really do what they should do. But the one annoying thing is they can have a negative effect on you, like a hell of a lot of medicines. And guess what the NHS guidelines for statins are? They say it's a medication to lower your cholesterol, and this is what they promote. It will be offered to anybody who wants them. Not prescribed, 
but it'll be offered to anybody who wants them. So you can just rather walk in than and say, like I I believe I've got yeah yeah no I'll yeah just, yeah I, I yeah need some of those. rather than the ten percent that is prescribed. So <laughs> uh, your favourite newspaper, the Daily what? The Daily Fail. The Daily Fail. Yeah. And the ex- and the Express had something to say about this. They went, oh yes. This is a life-saving statins for 25 million people now I if they want that. it. Yeah, I saw that on the uh, the cover <laughs> of the Express. And then, you know what? As soon as I, I, I knew that it was nonsense, because as soon as I looked at the top of the Daily Express, there's a Ukraine flag next to the Union Jack. So basically, the NHS has told them, if you want statins, if you think you need them, just come and get them. But they can have an adverse effect on you, which is really, really scary. Because... I did believe I did a little bit of research on it, yes. I mean, if you want to lower your cholesterol, there's several ways that you can do that, and you can do it through your diet. There's ways that you can you can do that, and I I, I would highly recommend that if anybody wants to do that, then you do you know you take that do everything naturally. Yeah, exactly. Medication is the last resort. Now, is, have you ever heard of something called ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, right? It's a progressive neurodegenerative disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord, right? It used to be known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, there was a study done, yeah, on statins, and it was seen that significant elevated ALS, which is the amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, been reported because of statin agents, people taking statins, yeah? Okay, so basically, this ALS-like problem is associated with usage of statins and the nhs has said you can come and get them pharma will be giving it yeah thank you very much how many millions of those would you like they do the same thing with covid vaccines look you can just come and get these things that's fine you know you you don't you don't need one but if you want one you know you get it book the whole family you you don't need a prescription anymore you don't need a prescription anymore no 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 um what did i mention oh no you, who did you have on the other day? You had that chap from um, in the Matrix, is it? Or oh yeah, Weston. Yeah, he was uh, he he was on from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Yeah, CuttingThroughTheMatrix. That's it. Very interesting. I I love listening to it. And he quickly mentioned something which you didn't follow up. What was that? The twenty minute neighborhood nationwide Scottish. Oh thing. my God! <laughs> yeah, Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because yes, uh, Scotland. That uh, uh, that was. I did ask. I said, "What is it? They need an extra five minutes because they're Scottish or something, and they're just they're never on time." I know. I know. A bit tight on time. They want an extra five. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's <laughs> as they wrote it out. It's 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 to help attain the UN's SDGs, which is your Sustainable Development Goals. Yeah. So this is their climate change plan, backed by legislation. Wouldn't you know? They so just basically, so they expect to, be to make. Prepared for them. Yeah, they expect to make um, significant progress, as they call it, by 2030. Something about that year. I haven't figured out what it is yet. But here's here's the funny bit. You mentioned five minutes. They expect to have zero emissions by 2045, five years before everybody else. <laughs> this is a Scottish. I just but they've got an funny. Extra, but they've got an extra five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's just, it was amusing. There's five minutes here and five years there. Who writes this crap? Like this, did they get oh, the same uh, people? Uh, uh, did they bring in the uh, same people what. to write this as the same people that wrote the agreement of like the borders, like the backstop for Ireland that went right out through the middle of the sea kind of stuff? <laughs> um, 
there was a there, there was a document released in uh, October 2022 called Environment and Climate Committee. It was titled "In Our Hands: Behaviour Change for Climate and Environmental Goals." Basically, you read it and it is pretty nasty. And if if I was to say anything, I'd say it basically states that all aspects of our lives need to be managed. Basically, if you read that, that's what no, it I, basically says. I I had I'm yes, and and to that point, I actually said this yesterday. I said that the World Economic Forum, because let's be honest, that's where it's all stemming from. I said yesterday that the World Economic Forum is a uh, is a front for the Communist Party. That that was my take, based on everything that they propose and everything that they try and foster around the world with you know the the politicians that they have their hands in the pockets of and uh, and the legislation that they have them sponsor to to bring in. This is exactly the fundamental basis of Marxism, and, and Marty disagrees with me on this. And that's fine. He's allowed to have his own opinion. But if you look at what the basis of Marxist ideology is in liberation theology, it's the scientific management of society. And what are these people yeah. doing? It's exactly that. It's, the, it's a control mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even, even if you skew if it slightly and make it a hybrid between Marxism and capitalism, and, and, and that, is how, that is what you've got out of it. And Marxism is using the capitalist ideals in a twisted manner to attain what he well, wants. Well, it has to, because you can't have a, a Marxist economy because it's never worked. Even no, it, even no, Lenin was no, about no. to be overthrown because he tried so, to implement a Marxist uh, economy and he ended up having to go back to capitalism through the new economic remember, policy. To get, to get this hybrid, they spent five, six decades getting here. Yeah. Haven't they, really? Yeah. But anyway, these jocks, these Scottish people, they reckon they're going to... Um, Within your 20 minutes, you're going to have employment, shopping, health and social care, childcare. And I like the way they, I'll tell you what, they've really got some, their wording is really, really sickening. Schools and lifelong learning opportunities. Lifelong. What does that mean? That means re-education for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. They say a learning uh, opportunity. That's what these people mean. Playgrounds and informal play opportunities. For adults? Do you remember what Hillary Clinton said a few years ago? <laughs> I think we really need camps for adults and camps that yeah. you run. Yeah, they're going to allow public access toilets, so that's very kind of them. I think they already have that, don't they? You guys have that all across the UK, don't you? <laughs> it's just within your 20 minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I think I think across the UK, it's, especially in the cities, it's just down the alleyway there. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not the one where you just park your bum out the window like... No, I didn't say it. Los Angeles. I said I said the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I, I I don't know. Um, there's there's lo there's loads of bunk. I mean, I just want to have a. What else have the Brits been up to? I don't know. Has DeSantis coming on, by the way, because he he was going anti-farmer, wasn't he? Here's here's DeSantis. What's he doing? I, I, I don't know. I, here's the thing. I, here's the thing about Ron DeSantis. Everybody's saying, I tell you what, I got a clip of the Donster, right? I'll, I'll play a clip of, the, uh, of Donald Trump. Uh, he was on America's Voice. Is that right, Bruce? He was on America's Voice uh, last week and he was, Sounds right. he was touting what he should not have been touting. And I didn't, uh, I didn't appreciate it very much. 
President Trump, I want to ask you about the vaccines. Uh, you know the base. You know MAGA well. They're not happy with it. The CDC is now saying they're concerned about a link to strokes in the vaccine. We've also seen significant spikes in COVID-19 deaths after countries introduced the COVID vaccines. We have these sudden death spikes as well. Look, I know you take credit for getting the vaccines to the American people in record time. I got that. Uh, will you acknowledge now, though, that the COVID-19 vaccines were not as safe or effective as we were told by the medical community at the time? Well, what I did is, first of all, there were no mandates with me, and right. I had absolutely no mandates, and the governors were allowed to do what they want. Most uh, most Republican governors did the right thing, and most Democrat governors didn't, you know, with the lockdowns and all the other things they did, including uh, their views of the vaccine. What I did, I was able to get something approved that, you know, has proven to save a lot of lives. Some people say I saved 100 million lives worldwide. But I was able to get that done in nine months versus uh, versus five years to 12 years. If it ever got done, I got the FDA to do things that they it was it was pretty amazing what we were able to do. But as far as using it, as far as the utilization, I never demanded anybody use it. I never had a mandate. And I think that's very important to what? know. And I never had anybody. For instance, when I said, uh, you know, I never said close up. I never said we're going to close right. our country up. A lot of Republicans. Now, Florida did close for a period of time, as you know. But a lot of a lot of states, a lot of states run by Republican governors didn't close at all. And that was OK but, with me. I let them make that decision. What, what about the safety aspect? That's what people are concerned about now. Do you have some concerns about the safety of these vaccines? Well, I always do. But you have to understand there are the pros and cons. Uh, if you can read some reports saying it was the greatest thing that's ever happened and we saved tens of millions of lives. Then you'll read other reports. You'll say there was some uh, problems with the vaccines sure. in terms of certain things, but but relatively small numbers. But, you know, you have many reports that say the vaccine saved tens of millions of lives that without the vaccines, you wouldn't have, you know, you would have had a, a thing like we had in 1917, where perhaps 100. Um, I, it's I'm not a, yeah, it, it's all garbage. I don't know who he's got advising him, but uh, I, I don't care about what what he does with his presidential campaign. Oh, that I'm right sorry, there is that will sink him. When, that when right you, there. It's it's like. Right. The one thing Boris did, he made a farce out of everything in the country. Yeah, He made a farce out of the whole bloody thing, which to me proved what a farce it was. Even when he, like I said, and I keep reiterating, when he can stand in front of the camera and say, I know this doesn't cure you. I know it doesn't stop you getting it, but please take your booster. Makes a farce of it when somebody that's at the head of your government can say that. Trump, what he did in your country that was good was a lot of stuff, work for the working people. Yeah. The wall, the pipeline. Yeah. What he done with the vaccine? Twat. He won't own up to it. And as far as I'm concerned, for your country to go anywhere, especially your Republican Party, or to actually manage to get some form of victory, is for him to get the f*** out of there. Excuse me. That is a beep. But he deserves that. And let others step in. He has no right to be there now. He is just splitting the voters. That's all he's doing. He's causing damage as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't need to be there. He should stand aside and back up somebody that was going for it. And that's well, DeSantis. He, yeah, DeSantis. I, I know I know people uh that are He's not, another not, one for and against. He did well, go for lockdown. He did he shut did, yeah. down. Yeah, he, he did, did shut down in the beginning. He's going against it now. Is it a political ploy? Well, but I think Trump has had his time. He has. Yeah, that, that's true. And I, I, I mean, I, I wish he would just, you know, as you say, just, you know, get out. But 
um, DeSantis, you know, you, you asked about DeSantis and you asked what he was doing. I, I like the stuff that DeSantis says. I, I like the stances that he takes. I think well, we the can't moves trust that, anybody yet. Well, I, yeah, I, 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 I do. We have to. We I have understand. to. Well, sorry, you guys have to take a foot in somewhere like we do. Yes, but here's I mean, the problem I, with I DeSantis. Think, uh, Here, here's the problem. There's a problem with DeSantis. I know somebody th whose parents are very close to his parents and that family. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And fine. when they were when they were explaining the mentality of the man and his stature and his standpoint on things, they believe that he is the right person to step up and to take the reins to start leading the country. They believe that. It's a butt coming. But, <laughs> there it is. He's not ready yet. It's too mm -hmm. soon. But, yeah. there's another but. This is a point that Bruce has brought up before, and I'll let him jump in on this conversation. We're running out of time if we're going yeah. to do anything effective. So, where That's do we I make the trade-off, or, or Trump, do we... Trump, Trump, needs to, Trump needs to back off from any leadership thing, but he needs to play a support role. And that way, he could, you will he find could do, strength. Yeah, and and I, I I've kind of been wondering, and we've we've been wondering behind the scenes here. Why is Trump even jumping back into this race? I mean, the guy has more clout and, and things behind the scenes, and he could be a kingmaker, kind of like what Harry Reid did after all those years of serving in the Senate. Exactly. He, 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 he should take a supporting role and strength. That's the simplicity of all. And that's just seeing it from my point of view. And I'm across the pond. You know what I mean? But, well, it's it's good to get an outsider's view, and you know, you you and I have a unique perspective. I mean, me, of course, being an American, growing up over there, and, and living in the culture and everything, and seeing how it's changed over time, and you know, jumping and me, back and, and me forth, just putting up with and, Americans. Well, yeah, that's right. You know, like me, and <laughs> you know, it's it, it's different to get an outsider's perspective. So, I mean, that's that's uh, something that a lot of people uh, have issues with. I mean, it's when I look at something in the UK. I look at it from an outsider's perspective. I mean, I'm pretty familiar that, with how you do things there. That is what's appreciated. Any anybody, yeah. this is what this is where debate manages to work. It's like if you if you imagine that if you're in a position and everything that you are talking about and you know is on a chessboard in front of you and you're playing against whatever opposing ideals or whatever. And you can get bogged down somewhere and not see something. But somebody that's standing to the side of the game can see sometimes a lot clearer that point. And that is what you do need. And that then works. And it's got to work that way. And if but if you can't accept that, if you can if you just go just go away and just stay down that myopic route, you're gonna miss something and you're gonna you're gonna fall over a bit before you actually attain it. And yes, time is of an essence. At the moment, we we do have to um, accumulate strength, if you know what I mean. So I'm Somehow. I'm uh, I'm kind of seething a little bit over what Trump has said because uh, I've I've taken a little bit more time uh, just now to analyze what he was saying. And um, first of all, he's right. DeSantis did um, shut down Florida for a time. I'm wanting to say it was like maybe a month or something like that, roughly. And then they opened up again. And basically, DeSantis has been fighting against COVID and the COVID tyranny better than any governor in the United States. There is not one governor that is doing more to fight this than DeSantis. Now, I don't think he's doing enough, uh, but he's fighting. Yeah, he's got, uh, now, um, he's, what, he's got uh, uh, his general service, uh, surgeon, what is his name? La, yeah, I, La, I, I, La Pardo or La 
Oh yeah, like sur- that. Uh, the Surgeon yeah. General, of the state of Florida. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah, quite yeah. And he's he he's he's very outspoken. Oh yeah. yeah he's, he's still he's, got he's... him in office. He's very outspoken about the effects of COVID. Whether it's, he was on, he was up the other day giving it um, like appendicitis. Do you remember me talking about my daughter when she went and they thought she might have appendicitis until they've realised she wasn't vaccinated and that let that out the bag. And they have a they have a grand jury investigating all of that in the state of Florida as well. Uh, but there's another thing that Trump said that um, really pissed me off there. Um, first of all, he's separating and trying to cause a divide in the Republican Party. We're already divided enough. We don't need more of it. Thanks. Um, exactly. As you said, we should be getting behind one candidate that's going to fight against this, is going to fight against uh, the war that we have going on right now internally in the United States with this transgenderism, the, the, the pedophilia, all that kind of stuff, how, how they're doing all We should be standing together, united against this. Now, the thing that he said that, that also got my goat was, well, Florida shut down, you know, and I, I never advocated for, you know, states to shut down. It was, you Lost know, it, that is a load of BS because once states started saying, hey, we're going to open up now, he was lambasting them on mm-hmm. uh, on the media. He w- He was coming out and saying, you're doing it too soon. You, you, you should, uh, you know, uh, look at the research and look at the data and all that. You, you, you're doing it way too soon. And he started hammering these governors that wanted to open up uh, before he was sanctioning the opening up. So, no, he can get stuffed when it when it comes to when it comes to covid. Trump is if you look at just that last year. Trump's presidency was one of the worst in American history, in my opinion, worse than Watergate, worse than any of that, because he pushed a an experimental drug, the development of it that is killing millions around the world. It, it, it's not just simply, well, we, we broke in and, and stole some files and, and all, no, it wasn't something like that. This is we're literally killing people and telling them, uh, gaslighting everyone, saying, no, this is this is saving lives at the same time. So, no. Yeah. But the it's, other it's, stuff he did before then was good for I, the American people. I agree. People. He had the chance to stand up there and say, if he'd had any bloody sense, instead of just saying, well, I followed whatever information was given to me, but he should have actually followed up by, yes, I agree, there seems to be a lot of vaccine damage and people shouldn't be taking it. And if there's any harm caused, I do apologize. I thought I was doing the right thing. But he can't even bring himself to lie like that. Because it, it probably would have been a lie. It's his ego. Because he, he, he yeah, yeah, exactly. He just follows. I mean, even, even if it was people that was advising him to do his political moves with the people and the, and the pipeline and the wall and everything, it worked. It was good for the country. But where, when, when do you actually stand up? When do you actually stand up and take the responsibility? Because isn't that what it's all about? And he's, he's not prepared for that. It. He isn't prepared for that at all. So he's not prepared. The, the people shouldn't be prepared to put him in that position of responsibility again. Uh, on that, um, this is because uh, Johnny mentioned the um, DeSantis isn't ready yet. I'm I'm going to disagree, but not because I don't think he's necessarily ready. Uh, he hasn't been tried on what his policies are for any anything really as far as um uh you know what is he his plans internationally as far as you know trade dealings or or you know any of that we we don't know any of that is foreign policy however if you look at the republican party and every single republican that has been presented that has been good minus a handful that have been taking good stances first second term that they're in congress 
or their governor or whatever, uh, by the time they get elected into the second one, they're already lost. They're done. Like they're corrupted at at that point, especially when you get to to Washington, D.C. Look at Marjorie Taylor Greene. I heard last week, and I trust the person that said it, but I haven't heard her say it yet. She says, oh, yeah, 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 Joe Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, he was elected. He was elected legitimately. Yeah, she's backpedaled on the uh, uh, election um, integrity issues. Uh Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, that's not a problem now. So and she's been she's in there. What is this her second term? So there you go. Yeah, I believe it's second or third. There you go. Right. The farce of the speaker. What was it? 13 turns to get him in there? Uh, something like that. It, you know, something that's turn, don't even get me 13, started on that. That's an embarrassment. 13 turns to see what people would take. That actually does show that there's a price for most of them in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all, that, it all came down. To, it all is... came down, in my opinion, it all came down to committee appointments. That's what it was. <sighs> it was what committee am I going to get put on if I if I cough up my vote for you, and and what guarantees do I have, and uh, and how many people can I get from your side to sponsor this legislation for X, Y, or Z if uh, this gets done? How much funding can I get for this? What powers can we have on this committee for that subcommittee? Uh, to put my vote behind you. That's all it was. It was horse trading. And yeah. it, it's an embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. And every single person, rather rather you were supporting, what's his name? Uh, McCarthy. That's, that's how insignificant I find the man. Rather you were supporting McCarthy or not, every single person who represents themselves as a GOP candidate on the floor of the House of Representatives, you should be ashamed of yourself. I know. There's not many people in there that are honest and truly outspoken no no they ought to be really worried about taking no i i want i was waiting to see i was waiting to see one a single congressman on the republican side come out on a mainstream media news network somewhere and say this is an embarrassment every single person that's out there that's that's doing this should be ashamed of themselves nobody said that it was just uh, who's going to go on what network and talk about uh this vote or that vote or or what needs to be guaranteed for this or whatever I don't give a damn about your horse trading. We're losing the country. You know, mm. we're not we're not talking about uh, one of the key points you just brought up there, Bruce, in in the previous talk there about about Trump uh, and unifying behind people. We're so quick to talk about Zelensky and Putin and the war and oh my God, who's going to throw nukes? I have think that that would be preferable to what's going on with our kids. And the generations that are being brought up and exposed to this wokeness garbage. Think about what that's going to do long term. That's going to be more devastating than any nuclear bomb, don't you think? Oh, what what the spiritual stripping of humanity? Yeah, that. If you if you take if you take this nonsensical, uh, (laughs) what's the word you use? What's the what's the the uh, the British word? The term you use? Tosh. If you take this load of tosh, (laughs) load of tosh. Yes. Yeah. If you take this load of tosh, you know this whole uh, pick your gender and and whatever. If you if you hammer a child with that insanity, if you hammer them over and over and over again, if you stretch that out over a 10-year period, that's irreversible. And what do you think that's going to do down the line? Well, yeah, well, basically, they, 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 the horror of it all is, right, it's grooming. It's, but then it, it's grooming to such a stage where they become a malleable lump of indecision, and it's just wrecked them. They will never find their independence, who they are. They won't be able to make a decision for themselves, and that's what they want. So they can just point them. So, but that that's is exactly not, my point. 
That is, exactly that is not what existence is. Human existence is the ability to either shout, fight, find a point of view, either find your wrong, find your right, but find yourself. Find yourself amongst all that chaos. Find yourself. This keeps them in a permanent form of chaos. They will never be able to attain it. And if they can't attain it, they will never find the brilliance, which is themselves, which is in inside everybody. There is a brilliance inside every child. And that is why they are born to actually shine. Children remind parents of their stupidity sometimes, and they remind us how to live, how to laugh, because we've been so... I mean, they're telling kids, right, this way, that way, and causing the confusion. But if you let the innocence come out, we, we laugh. And then when we laugh because of what they're doing, it reminds us that, crikey, I haven't done that for a while, you know, and it, it really regrounds us. And that's what children are for. You've got to allow them to grow to actually help us as well. I revel in some of the moments my daughter comes out with and I tell her that and I say, you will make me live a lot longer in life because we live through each other. Parents live through their children, the children... Hopefully, you know, and it is just an amazing thing. You cannot explain it. It's like people say, what is love? I haven't got a bloody clue. I know when somebody upsets me, but humans live through each other. We make each other laugh. There's not enough laughter, honest laughter out there. Not laughing at people and deriding people and getting your pleasure out of sheer horror and mistrust and everything that's out there. To actually just get together and have a laugh. And actually be on an honest, comfortable laugh. Anyone that's listening, there's probably a lot of people out there that hasn't had it for a while. Well, the last two years probably knocked it out of so many of them. Yeah, some people say I laugh too much. But yeah, I laugh at the idiot. That's just me being a Brit. I would probably laugh as the last bullet came between my eyes. You know, ha, you got me. So what? Yeah, but that's what it's all about. And I did find something really amusing the other day. There's a list of conspiracies out there. Conspiracy. Okay. You know, we're working on something called a conspiracy corner. You can take part in that if you like. We're going <laughs> to well, pick, it's, it's pure fun. We're going to pick our favorite conspiracy theories and we're going to, we're going to talk about them. Shall I save this? Then? Yeah. Hang on to that. H hang on to that because we're going to be doing that here real soon. We're going to come up with something uh, probably here within the next few weeks. Uh, so yeah, set that off to the side. Yeah. Set, set that off. That amused me. That amused yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Set that off and, to the and, side. But, and by the tone of your voice, Johnny... You're telling me I've got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting close to time. So if you have any final points, uh, you I, can have, and, and I have, I have, because when you disappeared earlier, Bruce said something, and I went, "I'm going to save my end word for Bruce and the constitutionalists," and I scribbled something down for them. And I don't know whether you're going to agree with me, but once again, I'm going to reiterate something. This is from a Brit. So listen, America. You've got a constitution written by intelligent people. Hang on, that must be the Brits. Yeah. Come on, Johnny, you nearly smiled. Yes, all right. <laughs> it was written by Englishmen. Yes, okay, all right. I'm with it you. It was created yeah. to stop any government becoming the criminal. Also, America was founded, see if you can tell me if I'm wrong, as a constitutional republic, which stands for individual liberty. You if got I'm it correct. right. You got it right. Right. That cunning word, to put it politely, called democracy, is a promise for equity, not equality. Now, equality is the right to have a chance, to have a start. Whereas we can all start the race, right? 
whereas equity means entitlement to an outcome with or without trying, which is where it goes wrong. And democracy usually degenerates into dictatorships and totalitarianism. What's that word? Totalitarianism. Totalitarianism. Yeah. That's it. So how do they do it? They obviously do it by what they're doing every day now with misuse of words, weaponizing of words. Eventually, it's the people who suffer. So what, what have I got to say? You've got to get off your asses, do what's right. That's what we've been speaking about tonight. That constitution of yours could be the saving of us all. It is a brilliant piece of paper. Remember one thing. A truth does not mind being questioned. A lie does. And that's all I've got to say. It's very well said, my friend. We're going to have to leave it there. So I want to thank you for being here this week. We'll see you next week, yes? Yeah, probably, yeah. That'd be good. Fantastic. It's been an absolutely fantastic conversation, gentlemen. I want to thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening. <laughs>